we continue. When you build a new house, you must make a gate, a parapet around your roof, in order that you do not cause blood to be shed in your house by not preventing one who falls from falling the roof. True, if someone falls to his death, it indicates retroactively that he was going to die. Nonetheless, you should try to avoid such an occurrence on your property. For the fact that such a tragedy occurred specifically on your property rather than elsewhere indicates that you in some way are culpable for some wrongdoing. Mixing species. As a further reward for fulfilling the commandment to send away the mother bird, you'll also be blessed with vineyards and fields. This will obligate you in the following commandments. You have already been taught that you must not sow your field with a mixture of two or more species of grain and vegetables. In addition, you must not sow your vineyard together with a mixture of two or more species of grain or vegetables, lest the increase, both the seed that you sow and the yield of its vineyard, become forbidden and therefore out of bounds. If the field had not yet been sown with grapes, and thus is not yet a vineyard, this prohibition is transgressed only if you sow two species of grain or vegetables together with grape seeds all at once. As you've been taught, you must not crossbreed your livestock. As an additional precaution, you must not even plow a field simultaneously with both an ox and a donkey. Now, or for that matter, with any two types of animals. Similarly, you must not drive them together if they are yoked together in order to carry a load. As a further reward for fulfilling the commandment to send away the mother bird, you'll be blessed with fine clothing. This will obligate you in the following commandment. As you've been taught, you must not wear pressed, woven, or twisted mixture of wool and linen together. The exception to this is that, you, as you have been taught, you must make your self-twisted threads and hang them as tassels on the fourth corner of your garments with which you cover yourself. Each tassel is made of four threads, one of which is properly dyed, must be woolen. Such tassels may be attached even to linen garments. We're talking about, obviously, tzitzit. Just as doing a good deed leads to opportunity to perform good deeds, transgressing a commandment leads to the temptation to transgress further commandments, as the following laws illustrate. It's quite i I'm going to read it as it says it, but it's, it's quite a heavy thing that we're going to be reading now. Allegations of pretended chastity. If a man takes a wife, has marital relations with her, and hates her, thereby transgressing the prohibition against hating one's fellow Jew, and then accuses her of improper conduct and slanders her, thereby transgressing the commandment not to slander one's fellow Jew, saying in her presence to the judges of the court, since a plaintiff may only state his case to the judge in the case in the presence of a defendant, he says, I took this woman and my wife, and when I approached her through marital relations, I did not find any evidence of virginity in her, for her. And in fact, after looking into the matter, I found witnesses who can testify she had relations with another man after I betrothed her, if it was before I betrothed her, then there's technically nothing he can claim. And that she was warned beforehand that these relations were forbidden. The girl's father and mother must, if they can, obtain evidence of the girl's virginity, that is, witnesses who can confute the testimony of the husband's witnesses and bring them to the elders of the city. The duty to prove the girl's innocence devolves upon her parents, for they, they must take ownership on their daughter. Even though both parents come to the court, only the girl's father must say to the elders, <clears throat> for it is considered an affront to the mother's dignity to have her speak publicly on her husband's behalf in his presence. I gave my daughter to this man as a wife, and he hated her. 
And behold, he accused her of improper conduct, saying to him, I did not find evidence of your daughter's virginity, but here is the evidence. And the parents must display their evidence, their case figuratively. And the court examines the testimony and decides who they are to believe. If they decide in favor of the wife, then the man gets lashes. They must furthermore fine him a hundred shekels of silver because he slandered a Jewish girl and he must give it to the girl's father since it was the parents who were chiefly implicated in the accusation. She must continue to be his wife, obviously by her choice. Um, if she doesn't want to, she doesn't have to. But if she feels that she wants to stay with him for whatever reason, he has no right, he cannot divorce her. He must not send her away as long as he lives. If, on the other hand, the matter is true, and indeed no evidence of the girl's virginity were found, but the testimony of the husband's witnesses were accepted, then uh, they take the girl out to the entrance of the father's house as if to say to her parents, see the daughter you've reared, <clears throat> and she's unfortunately killed. Adultery. As you've been taught, adultery is forbidden. And if a man is found being with a married woman, and they were both forewarned and then witnessed in the act, both of them must be tried by court and put to death, the man and the woman. By executing them, you will eliminate this evil from Israel. Um, however, you've also been taught that if the adulteress is the daughter of a Kohen, then it has a different type of death. If there is a virgin girl betrothed to a man and another man finds her in the city and is with her, you must take them both to the gate of the city, and if you it can be proven that they were warned and the crime was witnessed, they must be put to death. The girl, because she did not cry out for help, for since the crime occurred in the city, she could have been heard had she cried out. So it, it could be construed that she consented, and the man, because he violated his neighbor's wife. But if a man finds a betrothed girl in the field and rapes her, he is put to death. Nothing is obviously done for the girl. It's literally the, the case just like murder. He found her in the field, and it, it's presumed that she cried out, but there was no one to rescue her. The case of murder and violation of betrothed women share additional similarities. In both cases, if a person is given the choice to commit the sin or be killed, he must surrender his life rather than commit the crime. And in both cases, it is permissible to prevent the crime by killing the assailant. Next, you have been taught that if a man seduces a virgin who is not betrothed, he must marry her. Obviously, it's her choice. But if she wants to and she basically is scared that no one else will want to marry her, then he's forced to marry her. Similarly, if a man finds a virgin girl who is not betrothed but um, rapes her um, and... For whatever reason, she's now so scared of being shamed that she actually wants to stay with him. Um, he must give a serious amount of money. And if she and her father so desire, he must marry her. <clears throat> because he's the one that violated her. Obviously, if she doesn't want to, which I'd imagine that's the case, then obviously she doesn't have to. No one's telling her what to do with it. Telling him that if she, for whatever reason, prefers to stay with him, then he has no choice. Forbidden marriages. You have been taught that you may not be with your father's wife, even if she's not your mother. Furthermore, a man may not take his father's wife in marriage. 
if, let's say, the father died or divorced the stepmother, and the marriage has no legal validity if he does go ahead with it. You have been taught you cannot be with, a sister, with his father's sister-in-law. You will soon be taught that if a married man dies childless, his brother is required to either marry the widow or release her formally from this obligation to marry him. If a person's paternal uncle had died and his widowed aunt is waiting for his father to either marry her or release her from her obligation to marry him, um, the son may not be with her. It's still considered the father's sister-in-law. And besides this, being with someone's aunt is subject to an additional prohibition. He's uncovering his father and mother's, his aunt's nakedness. Restriction on conversion in marriage. A Jewish man with injured testicles or whose reproductive organ is cut such that his reproductive seed oozes rather than ejaculates, thus disabling him from having children naturally, may not marry a born Jewess. <clears throat> A bastard is defined as someone born of any forbidden union, punishable by excision. Basically, let's say a, a woman who never divorced her first husband who now has um, a child with another man or incest, etc., other such examples. Such a bastard may not enter the assembly of Hashem by marrying a legitimate born Jew. However, they may marry somebody with a similar um, legality. Even the 10th generation of such a person, all the descendants of all time may not enter the assembly of God. However, if whatever, if they marry a convert, there are ways after many generations that something can happen. As you know, Ammon and Moab were the bastards of sons of Lot. Thus, in accordance with the above rule, <clears throat> a male Ammonite or Moabite, even if they convert, may not enter the assembly of God. Even the 10th generation may not. They may never enter. Because in addition, the Ammonites and Moabites did not greet you with bread and water, if you remember from the last book, after you left Egypt, and because the people of Moab hired Bilaam, the son of Baor, to curse you. But Hashem, your God, did not listen to Bilaam and transformed the curse into a blessing. You must, you, mu you must not ever look out for their welfare or their good all the days. Now, according to, according to Jewish history, because at some stage there was a king in the first temple era who mixed up all the nations, so we actually don't know who's Ammon or Moab, or for that matter, any other ancient nationality, and technically anybody who wants to convert today can.